Hello and welcome to MapBytes episode 116. I'm Elaine Giles and I'm here with my co-host Mike Thomas. In this episode, Trumping Tim, Dining with the Don and a Five Bar Gate. Now, something different this time. As you should well be aware, and if not, why not? We have a new show, After Hours. So, we have a system as well. Now, this will come as a shock to many of you, to be honest. In fact, probably all of you. That there is a method behind this madness. So, while we were looking back at all the stories of, from last year, we thought some of these are absolutely hysterical. And some of them we had no clue about. So, we thought we'd do a review of the year. Here with Review of the Year. So, January. Well, it started with the usual Apple story. Money coming in. But I must admit, 1st of January, why wouldn't I have seen this story, Mike? Uh, why wouldn't you have seen the story? Because if you're anything like me, you'd have been too busy partying. Do you know I probably was? I'm trying manfully to remember. You know the, the thing they have on BBC? They have a concert. I know who this year's was. Well, 2018. It was madness and it was shocking. But who did last year's? Wasn't the Queen guy, was it? No, sadly, because he was brilliant. That was a couple of years before and Robbie Williams did it as well. But I can't remember who did it last year. I'll leave, leave you to remember. look that up in real time. Um, well, I explain why it's important, because I must have slept through the 1st of January, uh, which was a, a bad thing to do in hindsight, because Apple started the year with record-busting revenue. Apparently, sales in a single day on the iOS App Store, $300 million. <clears throat> while I was sleeping. I'm clearly doing something wrong here. Uh, they also announced that in the seven days following Christmas Eve, customers had spent $890 million on purchases, apps and in-app purchases. I'm clearly in the wrong game here, Mike. None of that was by me because, as I said, I was too busy partying. Anyway, I found the answer. Go on. Niall Rogers and Sheik. Oh, that was another one that was shocking, I must admit. It, in fact, it didn't warm up until after midnight. I remember it now. And he started doing the stuff that I remembered. Not my cup of tea. Obviously, I was a mere babe in arms at the time. It was the late 70s. <clears throat> Barely born. Barely born. Obviously. Yes, it wasn't the best, was it? Robbie Williams was fabulous. And the Queen guy, what was his name? Lambert. Adam, Adam Lambert. Yes. He was in fact, he was better than Robbie Williams. He was brilliant. So, yes, I probably did stay up late to watch it and then realise the error of my ways um, and slept through all this money coming in for Apple, which is lovely, I'm sure. You interested in that lot? No, not really. No, me neither, really. It's nice that they've got some money to spend, you know, but it's, it's silly money, isn't it? Anyway, moving on through January, you can't have a new year without a gate. And on the 12th of January... Throttlegate appeared. Now, this was the throttling of older iPhones. Now, Apple was adamant it slowed down certain older iPhones for their own good. I'll just let that hang there. When is it ever good that your phone's slower than you'd like? Unsurprisingly, users weren't at all convinced. Um, and I don't recall this myself. I do remember the story, but I don't remember the bit about 370,000 South Koreans banding together for a class action lawsuit on the matter. This was when Apple were forced to offer the cheaper battery replacements as an attempted make good offer, which was when I should have taken far more notice of that, shouldn't I? You should. That was the 12th of January. I would have had all that time to sort it out. Instead of which, what was I doing at half past three on, on New Year's Eve? 
Sorting it out. Sorting it out. In my defence, I didn't actually have a problem at the time, which makes me wonder if they made more changes through the year. This wasn't a gradual thing. The phone was fine one day and it wasn't the next. I think they throttled my 4S. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, to be honest, in their defence, that was what, 2010? And when did you finally get rid of it? Uh, 2016, was it? 15, um, 16? trying to think. 16, I think. 16, 2016. So you had had it six years. Yeah, but that, that was slow. So I, I'm blaming Apple. I want a battery replacement because it's still going. <laughs> it's, I'm, 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 I'm using it now to do the backup recording, so it's still going. I must admit, I haven't turned mine on in a while, but my dad's um, 3G is still working, and that would be 11 years old. Yes, they should make these things able to last, in my opinion. Found my 3G in the bottom of a cardboard box the other day, along with my iPad 1. No, my iPad 1 actually was sitting there doing a job until they crippled that. So, yes, there's history here for Apple with Throttlegate. Mm. Um, as, as you will now know if you've heard the last show, my iPhone has left these shores for a, re for a repair, for a battery replacement. So um, I was caught by that one. But I wouldn't say in particular my phone was that old. They were actually, that, that in, in use, it felt like they were throttling it. But if the throttling that they were talking about was to do with the battery just dying from 60%, then yes, that was me. I suffered that one. But it got better as the month went on. Now, towards the end of the month, isn't it the State of the Union in the States? I think so. I think it is. But um, this story caught my eye and had me laughing. Apple praised by President Trump. Now, whatever your feelings are, given his public standing, that might not be considered a good idea. But good that he recognised Apple's place in the world, I guess. But I don't think they'll be putting it on their letterhead anytime soon, do you? No, no. You know that all. thing that we have over here? I don't know if they've got anything similar in the States. If you're in the States, you need to let us know. But over here, there is, um, I don't know, what's it called? It's, it's a coat of arms, the Queen's coat of arms. And if the Queen buys something from your business, you are entitled to, to display this coat of arms in your place of business. Um, usually places like Harrods have it and Fortnum and Mason. Up here, because we're like 200 miles north of London, we actually have one, don't we, locally? Do we? You're frantically trying to think now. Remind me. In your defence, you've not been for a while, but I did. I went a couple of years ago. Emergency computer replacement. Is it coming back to you? No. You're thinking Apple, aren't you? No, it's not Apple. Well, not that I'm aware of, but we'll come back to that later. No, uh, Scan Computers supply the oh, Queen. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So they actually have her co coat of arms cresty thing displayed on the wall. Now, is there anything similar in the States if the president gives you an, a nice bit of praise? And if there is, do you think Apple would have used it? <laughs> That's all I'll I, say on that. I doubt it. Uh, no, I doubt it as no. well, but never mind. No. Never mind. Should we move on to February? I think we should. Yeah, February February started pretty much the same as January, didn't it? Money, money, money. Oh, yes. There's a song in there, isn't there? There is, but please don't sing but, it. No, I won't sing it. Um, it was Apple's best quarter ever, but it failed to impress the investors, despite totaling $88.3 billion in revenue. Did they expect more? Is that why it failed to impress the investors? Yeah, though there's two things you can guarantee on an earnings call. One, it'll be the best quarter ever. And two, that it will fail to impress the investors or Wall Street or the journos. 
and the day it's not the best quarter ever, it'll be the thinnest quarter ever. <laughs> I don't think they'll get away with that one. No. Oh, can you imagine if it wasn't the best quarter ever? Yeah. Uh, I the... used to listen to those earnings calls religiously. Every last word. Maybe I'm just getting old and cynical or older and wiser, depending on how you look at it. But they're all a bit samey. Well, what is there to say? Like you said, we made well, I money. I don't know if, if, if the questions that were asked by the journos were the correct questions to elicit some useful tidbit, maybe it would be useful. But when you actually listen to the questions, it's more about them asking the questions than it is the answers. They're all supposed to have, is it one question and a follow-up or just one question? But whatever it is they're supposed to have, they stand there and basically make a speech and then say, so what do you think? <laughs> and poor Tim sitting listening to this for like 20 minutes till they get to the point. I don't know whether because that's broadcast globally, they just want to hear the sound of their own voice. Probably. You know what journalists are like. Mm, but they never seem to, to elicit much anyway. No. Uh, like these, well, never mind. Like these journalists that um, that that uh, interview football managers, they well, never get anywhere. Bad. They're as bad as well, and you, you notice it more when they're interviewing um, a non-native English speaker, because they're rabbiting away instead of just saying, "How do you think the team did today? What did you, what what did you do right? What did you do wrong? Where did it all go wrong?" You know, basic questions. They sit there rambling on about the, impl the, the implication of this over that. And if they did, 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 and 15 minutes later, the poor guy, that their eyes have glazed over. And then when they finally say, so what do you think? They're like, what was the question? <laughs> and, you know, I'm the same. I'm like, I've no idea what you just asked. You just rambled on and then said so at the end. Not great. Not great. Uh, I'm sure Tim's the same. Hmm. But let's move on. Um. February, still in February, the lesser spotted HomePod arrived. There was a delay, saw Apple miss their original shipping date of late 2017. But it got here eventually. That's become a common thread, actually, hasn't it, with Apple missing <laughs> shipping dates? It has. I must yeah. admit, when they announced it, I was less than lukewarm. Now, it could be, as we mentioned in the last show, the entire army of Alexas that we've got. But I would still have gone for it if I thought it had something that it was better or. And I don't just mean better in terms of sound quality. I know there are some audio files out there, but to me, if I can hear it, I'm fine because I'm usually doing 20 other jobs. And I actually think the Alexa's quality of audio is absolutely fine. What do you think? I think it is awesome. I'm just thinking if I was to say the word Alexa. Will it set the Alexas off in this no. office? No. no, 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 no. Are they all because on mute? I've, I've, I've stuck cotton wool in her ears. So I can say it, can I? Alexa, you Alexa, 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 Alexa. We complete a band and you can Alexa. say it. She's saying nothing. She's saying absolutely nothing. She's <laughs> nothing. in mute mode. Yeah, go on. Now, I must admit. <laughs> because what show, happened What's happened yesterday? You set Siri off. No, you set Siri off. Did I? Oh, yes. was it me? You set <laughs> Siri off. Somebody set Siri off. And then you I rolled your eyes. Could set Siri off on my watch. You you rolled your eyes and you said, "What now?" And I said, "You set Siri off." <laughs> okay, guilty's charged. It was me. Anyway, I was about to make a confession, but if you don't want to hear it, go on. During the last show, I'm in I'm in the studio. Mike's in the office. I'm in the studio, and there's an Alexa in here, like every other room in the house. 
and I'd forgotten to turn it off. But luckily, I didn't say anything that got her excited. <laughs> really? I've turned her off today. I've turned her off this time. Can't have her interrupting. No, no but the, the, the Lesser Spotted Home pod was... Mm, whether the quality is better or not, I don't know. We have um, a first gen, uh, one of the larger Alexas Echoes. So it's a full Echo speaker thing, not a dot, but it is a first revision. And we put it in the extension. And I remember saying to you, at the point it went in the extension, we hadn't even put the carpet in. So in the extension, there was a table and two chairs and that was it. So we had a concrete floor, um, nothing on the walls, no pictures, nothing. And the thing is, it must be easy. What, 12 foot tall? It's huge. It's like a loft space. And I said, it's going to sound like a pea in a tin can. So we might have to put two in or give it extra speakers. So we put it in there, turned it up, to, turned it up almost to full and nearly deafened ourselves. So that Alexa sat in the corner of a huge room like that. I don't know what the square footage is, but it's three something metres wide by, was it 12 metres long? I think so, yeah. By about 15 foot tall. That's a huge space and that one Alexa fills it. So... Quality-wise, they were going to have to do something absolutely stunning. But they could have done something stunning um, with a Siri integration or something else. Now, I remember saying to you, it would have been an instant buy if they turned it into the network hub. So you know how they binned the airports? Yeah. Take the functionality, put it in the HomePod. I'd have bought one. Might never have used the speaker, but I would have bought one. They didn't. I didn't buy. And that's why their money's gone down. That's why their money's going down. Yeah. Mm. yeah. See, it was all all right until they brought something out that I didn't want. And that quite threw Timmy. <laughs> so blame you. Didn't stop them moving, though, did it? No, I'm going to move to that next story. Apple officially moved into Apple Park from uh, Infinite Loop. And uh, if you remember, that was the successful result of the Steve Jobs presentation uh, his proposal for a new Apple campus to um, Cupertino City Council in 2011. And that was actually not long before he died. It was about three or four months and he was looking rather ill at the time. Yeah. But my overriding memory of that thing, I mean, he did a great job. It was basically not the best looking site in the world that they'd acquired. And the plans that he was showing were just stunning. And, you know, you're hanging on his every word. You know what a fantastic orator he was. But there was this one guy on the council. I think he was in charge of the, this committee, this planning committee. Oh, he was just creepy. Do you not remember him? He was he had an iPad in his hand, which at the time was probably an iPad, too. And he was wafting it around with, well, I've got an iPad. Oh, it's marvellous. And he's thinking, just a minute. Steve's supposed to be coming to you cap in hand so he can build this toy. Not you sit there waving your iPad at him, telling him how marvellous he is. I mean, obviously, it, the planning permission got through, etc. But I just remember that thinking, how sad that somebody felt the need to do that. To me, if, if, he, if Steve Jobs came to me in my day job where he needed my permission to do something, I wouldn't show myself up like that in public. But that's my abiding memory of it. Obviously, at the time, we didn't realise it was going to be his last appearance. And I have watched it back since. And it's actually quite sad. But I still think that guy was a complete nutter idiot. 
What else happened in February? Oh, do you want to tell everybody or should I? I shot the sheriff. You did? But I didn't shoot his deputy. No, no, you didn't shoot yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We were on a hiatus from the show at the time, I think. That's why um, the the backbiters weren't fully apprised of this, although I think it did go on Facebook and uh, Instagram. Not sure about Twitter. Can't remember. Um, Yes, we'd gone away for the weekend, as reported later. And um, you hadn't managed to shoot anything until you shot me. Hmm. I'm still recovering. Uh, what got me about that story was when we did it, um, I thought it was self-evident that it was true. And um, people get back to us with like, oh, that's a great story. It wasn't true, was it? Like, yeah, actually it was. I know it sounds chaotic, but trust me, it is chaotic living here, isn't it? Very. Yeah, he really, really, really did. So all that we, we've had to say about that, absolutely true. And um, now that was in Wales, wasn't it? Deepest Wales. And we did say when we told them all that we'd booked to go away again. Can I just say we're only a few weeks away from this trip? We are. Flak jacket. Mm, Body armour. (laughs) Too right. No, you're not going to do it again, are you? I'm not going to do it again, no. Should we move on? You didn't intend to do it the first time, to be honest. No, I didn't. As I said, should we move on? Do you intend to hit the target this time? Yeah. Right. Okay. Enough of enough of me. We're going to report back on it. No, 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 no. I'm getting my mileage out of this. I got shot. I'm going to get my mileage out of it. <laughs> okay, we'll move into March. March started with Apple. No, not this time. They were not making money. They were spending money. Um, I don't remember this at all. But in my defence, I ha- I was recovering from being shot. Uh, Apple bought Texture. Now, the point of that is I had no idea who Texture were either. But um, their aim was to move into the magazine distribution business by buying Texture. Turns out Texture was a digital subscription service providing unlimited access to 200 magazines for $9.99 a month. Um, Key point of this was, you could see where Apple were heading. They expressed their commitment to, quote, Quality journalism from trusted sources. The way I see it is, on the one hand, it's natural. They're a media company. I mean, I know we say they're a tech company, but they're a media company, music, TV, etc. But on the other, they've got so many problems. Um, What I would say to Timmy is fix your own backyard before buying into other areas. That I see as part of the problem in terms of the quality of what we've come to expect from them. But they really shouldn't be spread too thin because let's be honest, when you buy these companies, it's not the programmer who's gone into a meeting to talk to, to hammer out the financial details of this. So is it just that the C-suite people have taken their eye off the quality control ball? Or is it something deeper than that? Because you should be able to expand sideways into other channels of revenue without impacting your first channel of revenue. Mm, I mean, true. I'm thinking back to, I think this was the mid to late 90s. Do you remember when Tesco's just used to sell beans and stuff? And they then got into the financial markets <laughs> just before the crash. Funny that. Um, they started selling insurance because you see pet insurance at the checkouts. Yeah. And banking. 
And then since then, they've went to mobile phones. But they still managed to sell tins of beans. It did not impact that channel of income. But everything we talk about with Apple seems to be about a lack of quality control and quality in general in terms of hardware and software. Mm. So, yes, I can see they want to expand. I mean, I think it was last week there was talk about them. Um, oh, no, who was it? Oh, some media thing. It'll come to me. Um, and they got a, a new contract to provide stuff for, I'm presuming, the Apple TV. But does anybody actually watch the stuff Apple put out? I wouldn't even know where to begin. I would understand Netflix, even though I don't subscribe to it. And I completely understand Sky. Don't subscribe to them either. The only thing I've got is now TV. But it's obvious how it all works. And I don't think even given the amount of Apple kit I've got, it is obvious how the Apple stuff works. The programs that they put out, their programming content. And if they bought this place, which clearly they did, where are the magazines? I haven't had an email from them saying that it's available. You know, we thought about looking at this service. So how do I go about that? How would I know to even look? How would your average person know to even look? It's a very good question. I don't know, because I wouldn't. Because some things they do brilliantly well, and they get people who should know better to do things that they should know better than to do. And I'm thinking about a friend recently got, they had um, an iPhone. It was their first iPhone. I think it was an iPhone 5. It wasn't one of the latest models, and they've had it a couple of years. So they do an update, and they get contacted by their supplier, which I think is, is it EE? Ooh, can't remember. But they get contacted by their supplier, and they are shall we say push towards <laughs> because it was it was the cheapest option um an iphone se they absolutely love it so no problem with that so they come to set it up and i'd said do the backup locally um to your itunes or do a backup to the cloud one or the other make sure it's encrypted for your passwords and then pull the thing down but obviously as you're going through the process of setting up a new ios device it stops you and it starts do you want to enable this? Do you want to enable that? And one of the things is Apple Pay. And she said, oh, I'm never going to use that. But what had happened was, she, she, because it said, you know, give me your credit card details, do this, do that. She got in touch with me and said, Apple have charged me a pound. And I said, what for? And she said, I don't know. So I, I'm thinking to myself, oh, she's going in for a phone today. I said, you get your phone? She said, yeah. I said, do you buy anything? She said, no, that's the problem. I said, but did you set up your Apple Pay? She said, oh, yes, I don't intend to use it. But yes, I said, well, that's what the pound is. So they make that front and centre. Even a muggle who's no idea what she's doing and, and should know better because she said like she didn't want to use it because she didn't want it to get hacked, still set that up. But at no point during the process, any process, do they ever say, do you want some music? Do you want some films? Do you want some magazines? This is very true. Which mm. they're going to have to do if they're trying to shift yeah. subscriptions. 200 magazines for 9.99 a month it's not bad it's not bad if they're magazines that you would read i guess it depends on what magazines they are but i have taken subscriptions for 9.99 a month for things not dissimilar from that um i think actually my subscription was a little bit less but i actually pay for youtube premium i think i think that's around eight eight dollars a month but to me I mean, for a lot of people, they wouldn't even entertain a YouTube subscription. Why? Well, there is premium content that's only for premium subscribers. And I'm never going to watch any of that kind of stuff, believe you me. 
for me, I don't like adverts. And two, I'm using the platform to push out content. So being a premium subscriber makes sense to me. But I would be prepared to, I, it wouldn't be a definite no from me, put it like that. But if you don't tell me what the magazines are, where they are and how I can get them, then forget it. And that's where, where I think they're at with that. Yeah, me neither. Well, the most important thing of the year for some happened in the middle of March. The game of the year lands on iOS. Fortnite. Mm. Did you download it? No. Move on. Move no. on. Nothing to see. Me neither. Uh, yes. Uh, I know somebody who's played it once. That's about all I can say about that. <laughs> I think I think all the MacBashers know by now. Games, not us. No. No, 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 no. If there's a demo of a game, that's when we put the kettle on, isn't it? That's right. So all I can tell you about Fortnite is it seems pretty important in the gaming world. But other than that, I will have to move on. Luckily, the 27th of March, Apple's first event of the year. Of course, they set our expectations low when they said it's an education-themed session. Damn it. Uh, they did announce some new tech, though. So they announced a 9.7-inch iPad with Apple Pencil support that was, shall we say, cost-effective, because I refuse point-blank to use the word cheap. I think from memory it was around the £400 mark. But then, of course, you need the pencil, and the price of that shot up. Didn't it go up by 30%? It did, yes, yeah, yeah, it did. Because it had already gone up from it had gone up ten dollars from the launch price, mm. and then it went up more after that. Yeah. But at least they announced it. Uh, now, in terms of pencils and cheapness, Logitech announced the crayon, a pencil designed for smaller, younger hands than ours. I fear. <laughs> now it did look like a crayon. It, d- it um, did look quite nice, actually. I saw a picture of it. Didn't look bad. I actually felt it looked like something I already had. Yeah, that big chunky one. When I'm doing my demos, I've got um, what does look like a, a crayon. It's short and stubby. It's quite thick. It must be easy twice the thickness of an Apple pencil with one of those like domed rubber tips. And I use that in my demo because I don't want to be tapping on the screen with my fingers because my entire hand would cover the screen. So I kind of use this thing from a distance, but it's not too long to get in the way and I can see the screen. And I have used that for demos. Now, it was made by Just Mobile and they're not cheap. And I've had it a long time. But in terms of size and shape, it was very similar. But this was like a plasticky thing, wasn't it? Mm, yeah. Yes. Now, the other thing, while we're talking about smaller, younger hands, five gig of iCloud storage. Not much, is it? Not a lot. No, not a lot. Uh, but they have boosted it to 200 gig. But only for students. Do we think that's a little bit on the stingy side? I'm a student. I'm a student of life. <laughs> Good luck getting away with that. Do you have a card <laughs> to say so? <laughs> Do you know I've still got my student card? Then you could From get my... 200 gig. Yeah, it sort of doesn't look much like me anymore. A bit like a baby photo. It's that long ago. Oh. Oh, never mind. <clears throat> yes, but I still have it. That's the point. I guess their logic is, I mean, I'd like to know what happens if you use more than five gig. So you've got your 200 gig, you upload stuff, you upload more than the five, and then you're not a student anymore. What happens then? Does it get locked? Does it get deleted? What happens then? So if you're a student and you've partaken of this, let us know. Because obviously, it, the logic to me would be get people hooked on it. And then they'll need to pay you for it. 
I do think they could up the five gig to at least 15 to 20 and it not impact their bottom line much. I'm thinking, I mean, that friend of ours has only got two devices, an iPad, and there's not going to be much on there, believe you me, and a phone. And the phone is not the largest capacity. The last one was 16 gig. I'm guessing this one might be 32. On the other hand, it might not. So we're talking poultry storage. And it was telling us she was running out of backup space. Now, she studiously refused point blank, hasn't she, to upgrade the 79 pence a month to get, oh, is it, is that the 200 gig or is that 100 gig? No, or is it 50? Whatever. She needed fractionally more than the five gig. So I can only assume the minute you've got two devices, you're going to need more than that. But it was saying, you know, you need, you've run out of storage, you've run out of storage. And I, and I moved some stuff, some photos over to a free photo service. And that lasted her about another ooh, six to 10 months. But then she's getting the message again. Finally, I persuaded her to part with the 79p. But she wouldn't have needed to if there was a reasonable amount of storage. And I, I would consider 15 to 20 gig reasonable. But it doesn't look like Apple are moving on that front. No. And seeing as though I'm paying for two terabytes, I'm beyond caring now. But that's not the point. The only reason I pay, that's... Uh, six ninety nine a month. The only reason I pay for that is, as I buy iPads, as I do, I was backing them up locally. And the problem is, it was eating disk space. And when you've got an SSD, there's just nowhere for that kind of stuff to go. You can hive it off to external drives. But the problem with that is it does work as long as you've got your SIM link set up. Problem with it, when you go into iTunes, it says this device has never been backed up. And you know it has. You backed it up yesterday. And as long as you move the files off the external drive back to the internal drive, then it'll tell you it was backed up yesterday. But I can't do that with all of them because it's just not big enough. So I had a rationalisation of thought about it and thought, let me just back one up to the cloud and see how that works. And I think at the time I had 50 gig or, or 200. And it did. It backed it up. It kept it up to date. And I thought, yeah, I could do this for all of them. And that was what I did it does work well for that but we'll need to talk about cloud storage because we've done some weird stuff in the last year with it haven't we we've really changed everything about how we work with it we have yeah yeah but we'll the iCloud that. stuff i only pay for now i know you pay for for less than me but you still pay for it don't you more than the five gig true yeah that is solely for backing stuff up now, obviously, I've got a few keynote files in there and stuff like that, but there's no way I could take all my files and put them in iCloud because it doesn't work like that. It's not a cloud service like, I'll say Dropbox, but even Dropbox isn't, isn't the best. There is one that is the best, which we'll talk about in a future show, which is where we are now. But no, I think they could give you a little bit more. It wouldn't break the bank, I don't think. Now, they also took the opportunity at this event to upgrade the iWork apps. Now, before before I got the bunting out, I read the small print. They added smart annotations to the iWork apps. Hmm. Lovely. Now, I'll bet you 99% of you did what I did. Downloaded the update, had a look at it, picked up the pencil, went into annotation mode, scribbled all over it, thought lovely, closed it down, never bothered it since. Is that what you did? I didn't even do that. <laughs> Well, I did manage that and um, thought, fantastic. And away it went. I think it's one of those features that, that's more like it demos well, doesn't it? 
we always had this thing about features as, as two professional trainers. We know what demos well. We also know that 99% of what demos well, you're never going to use. Columns in Word. That's our number one. Demos well, never bother it again features. Have you ever been asked about columns in Word? Yeah. I don't think I, I have. have. And what did somebody want to do? Actually make columns make in columns Word. columns in Word. Oh, tell me they weren't doing a newsletter. They were doing a newsletter. Oh, no. Well, that, that brings into play other features like section breaks, and that's the end of that. But this drawing all over it, it does demo well. It looks fantastic that you can mark it up as you would mark up with a red pen. But I just don't see people really doing it because it's a feature that would work much better in a collaborative setting. And I don't think the iWork apps are really intended to have the... What's the word I'm looking for? But incredibly powerful sharing features. I, I don't think they're there. We have actually managed to share one file, haven't we? We did. Works well. I was surprised, I'll grant you. It was a situation where we had one keynote file. It was my keynote file, but it was a presentation Mike and I were doing together. And I'd got this presentation to the point where I'd done all the graphics, although that was still a work in progress, but Mike needed to start adding notes, speaker's notes to it. So we looked at each other with like, <clears throat> sharing? You fancy trying it? No, not really. We're going to have to give it a go. I know. Let's take some value. So we did. And uh, I shared it with Mike from my end and it worked. And it, we looked at each other. We're like, whoa, what we did lose, which I thought was crazy, but I could understand why the save feature disappears. <laughs> it saves automatically. Obviously, it would have to, because if I've got it open at my end and there are unsaved changes, then Mike can't see the up to date file at his end. So you lose the ability to, to save the thing. It saves automatically. Supposedly, there's rollback. Yeah, good luck with that as well. But in terms of collaboratively working on it, Mike working on the same file as me at the same time, it did actually work. But I still don't see us drawing all over it. Don't see us doing that either. You put your stuff in. I did my stuff. But maybe it's because Keynote's got comments. But most things have comments. So I would just put a comment on something and leave it sat there. Of, you know, not like, can you do this? More like, I'm in the process of doing X. I'd much rather, Timmy, if you're listening, Johnny, Johnny, Put back the features that you ripped out unceremoniously when you gouged to death. I work 09. And then we'll talk. Until then, we're not talking. No, because I'm still sulking. They did also announce a new app, I got excited, called Schoolwork for Students. Hmm. I haven't heard one single word about that since. Have you? I've never heard of it. I can't, I think it was homework and submitting stuff. And it did look amazing. It was one of those things that you look at it and think, oh, I wish they'd had that in my day. But I was looking at it through the eyes of somebody who's quite familiar with OneNote and the OneNote classroom teacher add in thing. And Microsoft have got it right. The system they've got going with that is nothing short of amazing. And they're years ahead. So this thing could be amazing. But doubtless, it's going to be in Apple's walled garden and you're going to need the right tech, et cetera, et cetera. And schools just don't have it. They certainly don't have it here. Um, the school that I'm a governor at, I think they've got 26 to 30 iPads, which is good going. But seeing as though there's 230 students, they do have to share. 
Now, obviously, they've got that sharing ability on iPads in, in education, but even so, they don't have the students themselves don't have access to their own iPad all the time. So if they needed to do work in history while somebody else is in maths and their class have got the iPads, then no luck. And I don't think they've quite mastered that. If you think about how OneNote works, some can use the iPads and some can use the desktops and some can probably use the back of a fact packet and it'll still get into OneNote. I haven't heard of it since. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make a note to myself to go and have a look at it, see how it's doing. Probably dead as a dodo by now. But that was what they announced. And then following that, that was the 27th, on the 28th, Timmy took the moral high ground. Now, all of this was to do with the Cambridge Analytica scandal at Facebook. Uh, concerns had reached fever pitch. So, you know, those journalists we talked about. They asked him if he was in the same circumstances, what he would do. And Timmy coolly replied, I wouldn't be in this situation. <laughs> yeah, but that's not true, is it? <laughs> No, not no. when we come on to later in the year when Apple got hacked. I was no, going, not I was at going, all. I was going to say, even before later in the year, iCloud got hacked a while ago. All those celebs' nude photos were on there. Yes, but that wasn't actually a hack in those terms. There are different kinds of hacks. And that hack wasn't a hack on Apple, where Apple was breached per se. That was more of, um, oh, they do have a name for it. Um, like a, a social awareness type of hack. And basically, you know when they ask you for your mother's maiden name and your first pet? Yeah. Yeah, these celebs had told people in interviews. Ah. That wasn't the wisest thing they ever did. So it was more of a social hack, a social engineering hack. The hackers had wandered around, found out who their pets were, what their mother's maiden name were, everything else, and broke in that way. That's not actually Timmy's fault, is it? For once, it's not Timmy's fault. No. True. No, that's just being stupid. Mm. Um, I'm pretty sure my mother's maiden name is 64 characters long with symbols in it, yes. which you won't find on a birth certificate. But <laughs> and it's and it's unpronounceable. Everyone knows our pet's name, which is why we don't use his name as a security question. No, his name is not a security question. He's infamous. Mm. And no, absolutely not. <laughs> anyway, shall we move on? Yes, March, because it's our anniversary in March. It is. Right, After March. a busy... Oh, no, April. April is our anniversary. Sorry. March is the dog's birthday. <laughs> it's my age. What can I say? <clears throat> After a busy March, there was no let up in April because Apple announced that they are the world's first major tech company to be 100% powered by renewable energy. Now, to me, that's a, okay. bit, of a, that's a bit of a yawn, but... Um, you may have other Stop opinions. right there. Sit down comfortably. I'm about to rant. I can fully see why that is a good thing. But they do so much else that goes completely 100% in the opposite direction. They drive me mad with statements like that. I'm thinking of things like the built-in obsolescence with iPads for a start and iPhones. Now, you mentioned your iPad 1 and I said my iPad 1 was still there doing a job and it was. I mean, it was perfectly fine. It's got a browser on it. So I should be able to use the browser and go to YouTube. And then YouTube stopped supporting it with some, it was some weirdness that went on. And it, I mean, I think it was about 18 months ago now and basically rendered it useless, even though the battery was still OK and it would charge. And I could have done very, very basic things with it. 
That's not eco-friendly as far as I'm concerned. Of course, to them, I need to buy a new iPad. Trust me, Apple, I've bought enough iPads. It's the principle of the matter. They paint themselves as this eco-friendly giant when they could do so much more than whatever it is, their renewable energy, whatever. Another case in point, they put in to the latest iPad Pros a cable after having changed the port. So you need this cable. And as I pointed out, bit on the short side. That was my thought. It was just too short. Other people have now come out and said that they think it's too short as well. So it's not just me. But I also got a MacBook Air. And on the MacBook Air, they put in a cable that was twice as long. OK, they're obviously thinking that these devices are used in different ways. Are they really? You're the one telling us that the iPad is, is the new laptop, is the new portable computer. So are you thinking with a laptop, I sit at a desk and work with it plugged in? But with an iPad, what? Where am I? Sat on top of a plug? Ludicrous. I see so many people on Twitter asking for recommendations as to longer cables. They don't just want to go out and, and you know, buy one of these cheap things from China or wherever. They're scared to death it'll blow their, their equipment up. But they also don't want to pay Apple prices for it. Somebody then pointed out that the one metre cable and the two metre cable from Apple are both available to purchase. So you could buy another cable. They're both the same price. Well, if they're both the same price, why didn't you put a two metre one in the box? Because it's not eco-friendly to make me go out and buy another one. That's more resources. And what to do, do the first one? Stick it in a drawer. That's just wasteful. And there are so many examples of that with Apple. So many examples. And yet they sit there and they wrap themselves up in this green cloak of how marvellous they are. So don't get me going on that one. That was a bad move, that Timmy. A very bad move. There are so many things that you do wrong with that. And then, of course, they'll say, no, our laptops are made of recyclable aluminum. Marvellous. So my, my laptop's made of scrapings off the floor. Wasn't exactly the best sales pitch I've ever heard. But yes, I bought one anyway. But move on before I explode. Oh, you're finished now. Uh, for the moment. Yeah. <laughs> but don't wind me up again. You've probably got something to say about the next thing as well. <clears throat> Go on. What is it? It was the mid-cycle iPhone release. In keeping with 2017's mid-cycle release of a product red iPhone, Apple announced two product red iPhones in the form of an iPhone 8 and an iPhone 8 Plus. As I was saying in the middle of my rant, obviously product red is for charity, and I can see the benefit of that. But to do it mid-cycle, is somebody who wants a red phone going to wait six months? Or is this just some randoms that are wandering in off the street thinking I quite like the look of the red one? Probably the latter. Some randoms. Well, they would have made more money for the charity had they made the red phones available on the initial release. So again, you're wrapping yourself up in the cloak of aren't we fabulous we're giving money to charity when actually, no, you're just trying to boost sales mid-cycle. Don't get me going on that one. In fact, that story reminds me. I'm going to have to admit that I was alive in the 70s. Just <clears throat> let me get over that for a second. Um, 1979 was the year of the child from UNICEF. And there was this huge concert that was going to be televised. 
And I was waiting with bated breath because I was a huge ABBA fan. I was a, a very, very, very young child and a huge ABBA fan. And ABBA didn't really do much live. And this was going to be live. There was a whole range of stars on it. I think the Carpenters were on it. But the one that I remember was Cliff Richard, <laughs> for all the wrong reasons, I can assure you. And ABBA came on and they did this song. And the point of the, of the concert was, one, the concert itself raised money for charity. And two, the songs that they played were going to be released as singles. And the idea was that the money from the single would also go to UNICEF and the Year of the Child. And that's what ABBA did. They sang Chikatita, they released it as a seven-inch single, and all the proceeds went to UNICEF. Cliff Richard came on and did his song. I have no idea what it was. Turn the sound off. Um, and away he went. And a seven-inch single was released. So the song he'd sung was released. However, the song he was giving all the royalties to UNICEF from wasn't that song. That's just cheating. That's getting exposure for a song that obviously went to number one or whatever. And then you give a paltry amount from another song. It's bait and switch, that. And to me, so is that. By all means, it's great that they're doing something for Product Red, but do it at the beginning. Don't do it in the middle. Do it at the beginning and give more money. It's not like you can't afford it, is it, Timmy? Have you got a story I'm not going to rant about? I have, yes. Go on. Jimmy Levine was replaced by Oliver Shusup at uh, Apple Music. Now, to do me... you mean Iovine? To me, it doesn't matter who's in charge because the printing presses at Apple Manufactory just continue to roll. Hmm. I think that Jimmy Iovine's a, a big guy character thing in music. Other than that, I've no clue. Oh, I have no idea who the other guy is. Iavine. I thought it was an L. Th no, no, I think it's an I. I think it's Iavine. This, this is how much I know. <laughs> He's not Dr. Dre, is he? Or is that another guy? That's how We've what. really it is got Iavine. our finger on the pulse at Apple Music, let me tell you. It is Iavine. Anyway, he's gone. Doesn't really matter. Um, was he Dr. Dre? No. Oh, right. That's somebody else. Is he's, No, he's gone as well. Whatever. The only one who was any good demoing Apple Music was that woman. She was fantastic. Oh, she had a, a, oh, a rather exotic name. I can't remember her name. But she was brilliant. I don't know why they rolled her out, because she wasn't head of whatever, because this guy was. But uh, anyway, move along. Nothing to say. Jose's gone, but that's nothing to do with Apple. Um, guess what else happened in, um, what month are we in? April. April. Guess what else happened in April? I know the answer to this one. We released two I know shows. This one. Didn't we? Oh, no, you're cheating now. Oh, actually, we did. Not only did we release two shows, we did it in two days. We However, did. we have to be honest about the first one, don't we? We weren't involved. Well, you weren't involved at all. <laughs> I came in at the tail end of it. The Syringe staged mutiny they did um, to try and get us back in the studio. And obviously it worked because on the 12th, which was our anniversary, 26 years together, Cradle Snatcher, you was Spotty Muldoon and the Secrets of the Nicodraw. <laughs> I'm remembering that one. It was a good one, that one. It was. It was. If you've not heard it, you need to go and hear that one. That was episode 109. And finally, in April, um, Tim was a guest at the first state dinner of uh, President Trump. You know, there's definitely a love fest going on between those two. I think there is. I think there's a bromance. La, 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 What la. I don't get with that is he has been on record, hasn't he, Timmy, 
as being less than a fan of the Dom? I don't know. Would that be true to say? No idea. I remember him nailing his colours firmly to the Democrats' mast. In which case, why go? Because he has to. Why? He's richer than God. He does not have to do what the Don says. Why? Good PR. Just don't go. Grow a pair and don't go. How is it good PR? Because if that's the thing I remember, he had a face as long as <laughs> the Isle of White on him. Do you not remember him? Yeah, I do. I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't exactly look pleased to be there. So why bother? Mm. Uh, somebody who doesn't like asking you to dinner, don't go. Well, let's leave April behind because it was obviously a month that got me all excited in totally the wrong way. May started with, yes, you've guessed it, record revenue. Best quarter two earnings ever. 15% increase on the previous year, no less. So, more money in the Apple piggy bank. 61 billion. And do you know, that's quite alarming because I didn't buy anything in May. I can only assume later in the year the earnings get even higher when I do. Uh, but the thing was, the iPhone 10 defied the critics. Yes, the same critics that usually criticise everything. Um, despite what they had to say, it was a huge hit, even though I didn't buy one. Do you remember why I didn't buy one? I don't know. Uh, the 10 followed it was 2017. So my phone was only a year old. And while there were some nice additions to it, it was the face ID. That was it. Just didn't fancy it. That was it, it yeah. I really, really didn't fancy the Face ID. I assumed, wrongly, that the Touch ID would remain and therefore you wouldn't actually have to enable the Face ID if you didn't want. <laughs> Silly me. Uh, no Touch ID. So it's Face ID or nothing. And I just didn't fancy it. That was my main issue with that. Obviously, since then, got the iPad Pro. Face ID is fabulous. Don't know what I was worried about. <laughs> I am not prepared to say Timmy was right. Not yet. <laughs> but um, that was why I didn't get one. But obviously it was a huge hit. Other people did not feel the same way I did. And it was a huge hit. I, I could have predicted that, couldn't you? Mm, yeah. Why are these journalists paid money at all? To state the obvious. But they don't. They state the complete opposite to the obvious and, and then are proved wrong. I don't understand this, I really don't. If I was as good at my job as they are at theirs, I'd be sacked by now. And even then, I'm self-employed and I'd probably sack myself. They're that bad. But we did manage in May, on the 3rd, to get another show out. That was three in just over two weeks. It was. What Were we not busy with life at this stage? Must have had a hiatus. Was it bank holiday? Was that how we managed it? Could have been, you know. Anyway, it was Macbites 110, Snowflakes and Boxcar Willie. I do remember what that one was about. It was um, Snow Leopard and uh, my notifications, which shouldn't be working, which but which were working and still are working with an app that's supposed to be dead, but isn't for me. Maybe they're ghost notifications. I need to deal with that. I still need to deal with that. Then on the 10th, week later, hope for Apple Maps and the improvement of said Apple Maps. Apple got permission to use drones to improve Apple Maps. You know what I'm thinking, don't you? I know what you're thinking. <laughs> These airports. <laughs> I wonder if it was them. Hmm. Actually, I used Google Maps the other day. I don't use Apple Maps. I really don't bother. I never did, actually, with Apple Maps. They weren't accurate in our location. 
You know the pub around the corner? Well, it was a pub. Well, it is a pub, but it's a sort of gastro pub, isn't it? They had that in the middle of somebody's garden next door but one to us. So it was a good half a mile off. And they never really fixed it. So I can't be 100% sure with Apple Maps, so I don't bother. But what I was doing, I was watching this programme, as you do, and they were talking about a place, the name of which now escapes me, at Sunday. And I thought, where on earth's that? And apparently it's in the Orkneys. And I thought, well, I know ballpark where the Orkneys are, somewhere near Scotland. So I went to Google Maps and I had a look. Oh, it was fantastic. They've got, they, I mean, this place is 200 and odd miles north of Aberdeen. Um, it's only 24 miles long. I think it's got a little airport. They must have taken the Google car over and they'd done the whole Google, you know, Pegman, drop Pegman and follow him around. They'd done the whole of that. So I was able to wander around this island while I was watching the programme and actually see the places that were mentioned in this thing. It was amazing. I, if Apple Maps can't get Manchester right, I don't think there's much hope for 200 miles north of Aberdeen, do you? No, not at all. Not yet. So maybe the drones will help. Who knows? Also on the 10th, uh, news that Apple had dropped plans to build an Irish data centre after three years of delays. It was all to do with permissions and approvals. Now, I'd have thought they wouldn't have had a problem with that because whenever I ring Apple, I always get a call back from somebody in Ireland. So they must already have a lot of investment over there. So I wouldn't have thought they would have had permission and approval issues. So I was surprised at that one. That's a su surprising one. Hmm. And a data centre too, that could actually have been quite handy. You know, iCloud and all that. But never mind. And then, of course, we haven't even mentioned it yet, but the legal wrangle rumbles on. Yes, the John Dice and John Dice of the tech world, Apple and Samsung. It was the third retrial beginning, all to do with patents. I must admit, even as an ex-lawyer, I just cannot work up any enthusiasm to follow along with that, can you? None at all. They are as bad as each other, bang their heads together. Luckily, the next day, Yanni and Laurel happened, and that kept the entire internet occupied. Did you listen to that at the time? Only because you told me. Well, you'd have to have been living under a rock not to encounter somebody asking you the question. It all started with a recording promising to demonstrate the correct pronunciation of the word Laurel. Problem with that? Half those hearing it didn't hear anything like the word Laurel. Instead, they heard Yanni. Clear as a bell. Uh, I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes because in my own inimitable fashion, I could hear both Yanni and Laurel depending on the time of day and my mood, I'm suspecting. Shall we have a live listen now? I listened this morning and it's, it's Laurel. Right, let me have a look. Let me have a look. I'll open it and I'll listen to it. Give me a minute. Oh, now that's rather alarming. I can't hear a thing. <laughs> I'm going to need some headphones for this, but you know what? I'm determined to do this live, so you're just going to hang on while I, while I do it. Right, I've got headphones in. Let me plug in. Laurel. 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 Ah! At the moment, it's Yanni. No, it's Laurel. I hear different things, I'm telling you. It's Laurel. I hear different things. Uh, now, the idea is, I can't remember which way round it was, but the idea is that you hear um, that younger people hear one and older people hear the other. So clearly, I'm younger than you. <clears throat> From memory. 
But I, I do. I hear. I hear different. The first time I heard it, I thought, oh, it's, it's going to be like a slight variation. But it's not, is it? It's as clear as a bell. So when somebody asks you, you just say, well, Laurel, obviously, or Yanni, obviously. It, there's no halfway with it. But no, tonight I heard Yanni and you heard Laurel. So there you go. It rumbles on. <laughs> uh, now, within days, Apple was showing Facebook up. It doesn't actually take much doing, does it? What they'd done was they were going to allow users to download a copy of all the data that Apple had on you. Did you ever do that? No. Why not? Do you just trust them with it? No, I just didn't. What data What data have they got on me? Well, that's what I was wondering. I'm wondering if the data... I should have done it, really, but I didn't. I didn't bother. But I thought, well, OK, so I see what they've got on me and then promptly have kittens at how much they know about me. That's not going to do me any good. My mental health won't take it. They shouldn't actually, the, the data should fall into two categories. It should either be data that I've given them, like my name, or data that they've derived from maybe browsing habits or something. And either way, I wasn't overly concerned. I do admit when you see what Google have got on you, it's terrifying. Have you ever looked up the map data on Google? No. Maybe Apple have got the my 64-character mother's maiden name. <laughs> uh, they've got answers to three security questions of mine. But they don't use them anymore, do they? Because they've got two-factor. Yeah, true. I much preferred the 64-character mother's maiden name myself. But either way. I mean, we've got friends. I don't know how they cope with two-factor turned on. You know when they can't remember each other's passwords? Mm. Now, I know the Trump is sharing passwords, but that's not the point. Neither of them know any passwords. In fact, so much so, we probably shouldn't admit this in polite company. The Mapbiters are definitely polite company. Um, their son is big in tech, very big in tech. So we were there with our Christmas presents on Christmas Day, and I, I had to warn him before they opened them that he mustn't hyperventilate. He had to take it from me on good authority, that what they were about to open was a million times better than what they were using now. So, deep breath from him, they opened their gifts. And it was like an address book, a, a physical paper address book, A to Z thing, for passwords. He nearly choked on his teeth. And I said, calm, calm. Do you know what they do now? And he looked and I went, post-it notes. So he was quite actually quite happy that they'd ended up with this book. It was basically an analog one password, wasn't it? It was, yeah. So I, I dread to think <laughs> in terms of what they've put in, but how on earth do they manage two-factor? Call you. Well, that has actually happened, believe it or not. Um, a, a password was mentioned to me, right? Basically, they couldn't, he couldn't get into his phone 18 months ago. It was the summer of 2017. And he said... My son's got the password. So I said, that's fine. So he comes back and he said, I've got the password. So he gives me the password. He said, I can't get in with it, even though I've got the password. So I said, well, what's the password? So he tells me the password. And it was quite a long thing. It was a very good password. But you know, like when it's not 64 random characters, when it's like a sentence that makes sense. Yeah. They are more memorable. So he gave me this thing. And I said, well, have you tried it with spaces? And have you tried capitalizing at the beginning? So we do, we does all that. And I said, there you go, you're in. Right. Oh, great. Fantastic. That was fine. Right. Roll forward 18 months. 
He rolls forward 18 months. He said, can't get into my account. So I said, well, what's the problem? So he said, I can't remember the password. I said, well, you know, have you got it written down a post-it note somewhere? Well, if I have, I can't find it. I thought, oh, good grief. So I'm texting back to him and I said, try. And I typed in this phrase from 18 months ago, which I still remembered. Comes back, cheers, he's in. <laughs> so never mind what Apple have got on you. What have I got on you? Because I can remember your password. And he comes back and he says, how did you remember that 18 months later? We're like, I've got a memory. <laughs> no, I must admit, I didn't download it all. I figured, what's the point? Um, I could tell them to forget something and it would probably break my two factor. So I left it alone. But I'd be very interested if other people did. So if you did, let us know. Should we go on to June? Is that Why not? Why not? Well, June started the way that June always starts with WWDC. And we had uh, we had a Mac Bites Live, obviously. Oh, we did. We did. It was fantastic. Had a whale of a time. Um, and what did we see? We saw a first look at iOS 12. We saw a first look at uh, Mojave. We saw that was funny when he announced Mojave because he put it up, didn't he? Rather than say it, so it like you know that effect they've got in Keynote where it bounces down and the dust goes up. Yeah, and it said Mac OS Mojave, and we just looked at each other and went, "How do you how do you pronounce that then?" Mojave. Because <laughs> I thought at first it was Mojave, but no, it's Mojave. Or Mojave. Mojave. Yes, exactly. I mean, just call it something simple like Pete. Yeah, but no, it was Mojave. Um, there was TVOS. Or is that TVOS? TVOS. TVOS. And I installed it and that was as far as that got. And there was WatchOS 5, which um, has had about three updates and it keeps telling me to update and I haven't. I know. Um, I didn't update to the last update. I thought I'd leave it a little bit. And then the next day, yesterday, there was another update and I thought, oh dear. Now I'll have to wait a little bit yeah. longer to see that that one doesn't brick in. I'm, I'm a few behind. We should get on to that. We should. Um, yeah, we'll do when I update the phone. So, yes, WWDC was uh, was pretty good. There was some good stuff announced. It wasn't bad. No, it wasn't bad. No. And then the Queen. Oh, yes. The Queen. The Queen revealed that one uses one's iPad. That one had an iPad? Yes. An iPad. Wow. An iPad is perfect for her equestrian pastimes. Now, you know, they always say... With tech, ask the grandkids. Mm-hmm. So do you think she says, to Harry, how does, how <laughs> does one use this device, Harry? <laughs> do you know, I don't know. I really don't know. I'm wondering if she can. I know that, um, you know, when we went to Haydock for the racing, yes. a lot of that is relayed live. And obviously she's an owner, so she'd have access to that. So I can see that she's sitting there with her iPad, thrilled with it. And and do you think she loses the connection like I do when I watch Sky Sports? No, I doubt it. No. I doubt it very no, much. She's probably got to... Or she'd get like my dad. Yeah. This is useless and they might as well, might not, as well have not have this. this. <laughs> I've got a question. Go on. Do you think she uses Find My Friends to find her husband? <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> or doesn't she want to know? I want to know if Prince Philip was using Apple Maps or Google Maps last week. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> He's just an embarrassment. He has been for years. That was a conversation stopper, wasn't it? But honest, honestly, oh my word. Well, a seatbelt would help. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, yeah, Apple seatbelts. This is what's needed. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. An Apple seatbelt. 
Well, in fact, an Apple car wouldn't let you start it if you hadn't got your seatbelt on. No. Nor would it even let you get in unless you're two-factored. I was just going to say that. <laughs> Mind you, my car's, oh, a, my car's a bit like that, isn't it? I have to open it from the inside, so that's me two-factored. We factor. don't spend money on cars. This no. is the thing. That's yeah. how come we can spend money on kit. Yes. Apple are pleased we don't spend money on cars. No. Uh, what else happened here? Oh, yes. In August, Apple signed Opera Winfrey to a multi-year deal. Can I just say we're still in June? Why did I think it was August? I've no idea. You've now lost the will to live, but do carry on. It's oh, June. Right. June, June 15th. Yes, June the 15th. I don't know why I said August. But in June, Apple signed Opera Winfrey to a multi-year deal uh, as a content provider. I don't know I don't know what sh- she was going to provide to them. Well, programmes, I should imagine. Ah. For their... She stopped doing her original programme, but she's got a company called Harpo Productions. Ah. So I imagine providing shows. But again, would you pay a subscription to watch an Opera Winfrey show? I wouldn't. Not but... personally? No. I'm sure some people would. The more I see of TV, the more I like radio. <laughs> but maybe that's just me. I don't watch much TV to start with. And uh, no, that wouldn't, that wouldn't tempt me either. Me neither. I just think Netflix are that far ahead. Will Apple ever catch up? Mm. Anyway, can we leave stuff I'm not interested in behind? We can. Let's get into July. Because it couldn't have started better for me. New toys. It's a year after Affinity Photo for iPad was released and Affinity Designer for iPads joins it in the iOS App Store. I must admit, I was a little bit cynical. I am prepared to admit this. My main concern was I can understand having the need to edit a photo on the road, but why on earth would I be designing stuff? Because I wouldn't be drawing it with the pencil. I would be designing it with shapes. I don't tend to draw in my vector apps. Well, I can, but I do it with the mouse. While it might be appealing to do it with the pencil, I was sceptical. The other reason for my scepticism was I use a lot of sort of comic style fonts and iPad, not great on installing extra fonts. But obviously, downloaded it and installed it within seconds. It's amazing. I was blown away by its features. Uh, It does support the fonts, so that took away that problem. And the other feature that is my number one, absolutely adore it feature, is um, the export persona. And while it's not completely comparable with the desktop version, if you do certain things in the desktop version, you set yourself up for a perfect workflow on the iPad. So I was absolutely thrilled with that. Did a demo of that, didn't we? We did, yeah. Everybody else seemed thrilled with that as well. So we're liking that one, definitely. So much so, I don't know how I managed this on the same day, but MacBytes 111 was released. It was the Three Lions Kings. Now, for many months in the planning, it was going to be the Lion King. Its name got changed to the Three Lions Kings because it was the night England took on Croatia in the World Cup semi-final. Now, obviously and sadly, we lost 2-1. But for for once, at least they look like they were trying. So we named the show in their honour. And then the next day, barely got over that. And uh, Apple pushed out a surprise update for the MacBook Pro. Basically, performance improvements, and uh, that that involved the Coffee Lake chips, but mainly the support for 32 gig of RAM. And about time, we say. That was the criticism of the model from the year before, that, you know, a pro machine that only supports 16 gig. I mean, as you pointed out, with a VM, you couldn't run that in 8 gig. Well, 
yeah, you could maybe canter with it at eight gig, but not run with it. But I can't help thinking, even the desktops only take 64. I think, given that my first one, they tended to double every time I bought one. And I'd had 16 in machines for years and years before I even got 32. And then I had that for years before I could finally update the one that I've got now to 64. By rights, I should be up to about 256 gig by now. And they're just not doing it. They obviously don't think it's important. I don't know if it's the RAM causing the problem or something else. But I would say by the way the fans go crazy, it could certainly do with something, wouldn't you? Definitely. And another story I completely missed. I have no idea how I missed this. But designs for Apple's Melbourne store were ditched after complaints. And I thought, but Apple stores usually look reasonable. What would you be complaining about? It looked like a toasted sandwich, apparently. Now, obviously, at this point, I had to go and have a look. And I must admit, it wasn't the prettiest thing I've ever seen. Have you seen the picture? I'm looking at it now. It does look like a toasted sandwich. What on earth here? Uh, yes, I think it's the first one, wasn't it? A toasted sandwich on stilts. I thought it looked quite Japanesey, but not in a good way. Yeah. But it does look like a sandwich. In fact, it looks like a McDonald's burger. A square burger mm. is what it looks like. So if you want to see this, I'll put the link in the show notes. But uh, it got the kibosh and uh, they needed to redesign it. So they ended up with it redesigned and, and that looked like a pier at Blackpool to me. Scroll down to the, to the one that says it. a view from yeah. the proposed. Yeah, it looks like a pier. Mm. It's got a kind of deck on the outside of it looking out over the city. But the actual flooring of it and the way they've got the seats... It looks like Blackpool Prom. So, not the best Apple store that I've ever seen designed, but at least that one got through by the look of it. And guess what? So closely following, following the last one, we get another show out. Go Tell It on the Mountain, 112 was released at the end of July, which from memory, 112. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think we're heading up to um, our zenith with that, but never mind. Guess what happened at the end of July? What happened? Apple Post record-breaking quarter three profits. Wall Street proved wrong yet again. Why are they They still got a job? Can somebody explain this to me? Maybe they're just thinking. They'll, they'll keep saying, no, it's rubbish, it's rubbish. They'll fail, they'll go to... And eventually, they'll be right. Might even be in my lifetime, but probably not. So into August that you thought it was six weeks ago. Yeah, but do carry we on. We are actually now into August. We're really in August now. We really are. That August was not a good start for um for Apple. They lost their crown to uh, who are we? Exactly, who are we? <laughs> <laughs> They're a phone manufacturer. Yes. Um, Is it who are we or Huawei? Huawei. I've never been sure how you pronounce I don't it. Know. We know we, we, we know who we mean. Despite generating huge revenue, Apple have their crown as the number two smartphone maker in the world, stolen by who are we? It, did, it all went downhill from there for them since though, didn't it? Mm. I'm wondering if that had anything to do with it. Maybe Timmy wasn't happy. It probably did. And then, ka-ching! Apple became the first $1 trillion US company. And they announced that was announced as shares hit $207 each. And five cents. And five cents. Is that important? That was actually only the next day, wasn't it? So I think that probably took away the pain of the first day. Yeah. Mm. 
But then it didn't get better, did it? It went downhill after that. It didn't, because Apple did get hacked. An Australian... Really genuinely hacked this time. That wouldn't happen to me, said Timmy. No, Hmm. no. Well, then it did, Timmy. An Australian teenager is facing criminal charges after reportedly breaking into Apple's computer system repeatedly. Words fail me with that. Words absolutely fail me. That, That that's even possible. Must have been an inside job. Must have been to do with... If you go back to what we were just talking about, the um, the the Melbourne Apple Store thing. Oh, maybe he was upset. Yeah. Maybe he didn't like the design of it. Yeah. That could have been it. You're quite right. Yeah, I think. Maybe it was. Who knows? I think that was all tied together. Anyway, in better news, what did we do on the 20th? Well, it was better news for me as the story broke, but I'm not sure it was for you. <laughs> oh, no. I just realised. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, there was a little bit of a delay there while you had to think about it. Why was show 113 called Top Gun Meets Dead-Eyed Dick? Because it was the story of me shooting you. Yes, it was. I don't know why we'd kept... But maybe I was healing. Mm. <clears throat> but yes, that was, that was... No, I know what it was. I was thinking Top Gun Mavericks. That was the OS we were looking at. I'll keep that story for then, I thought. That's right. Yes. And I'd recovered by then. And then, at the end of the month, Tim was granted 560,000 restricted Apple stock options, and he chose to cash in $58 million worth. Talk about monopoly money. It's just silly, silly money, isn't it? It is. So, you remember those things you used to get at school on your maths exam? You know, if Fred walks five miles and Dave walks three in the opposite direction, when do they meet? Mm. Question. If you had $58 million... How many two-metre Apple cables could you buy? How many tweak pots could you buy? <laughs> I'm thinking quite a few cables, Timmy. You could have bought one for all of us. But never mind. I didn't buy you replacement cable at an arm and a leg. Bought a cheap one. Works perfectly. It's actually better than yours. So, no. Nah. <clears throat> that was mature of me, wasn't it? <laughs> it was, yes. But on a personal <laughs> level, nothing to do with Apple, nothing to do with cables, Um Affinity Publisher Beta, after promising the delivery of the first beta of the third app in the Affinity Suites before the end of August, today was the day. They literally made it by a day, didn't they? It was they the end of August. With, a, with an interface instantly familiar to users of either Affinity Photo or Affinity Designer, that counts me out, you were all over it within seconds of it being available. I was. And because they're a British company, it was alarmingly early for me to be up at all. Never mind being all over anything, but I was. From memory, I had an important job to do, do you remember? And I think it it was actually that day. It was. And I'm sat looking at it thinking, I want to do it in here. I want to do it in it. And then I I threw caution to the wind and I did. Uh, And at the time, Affinity was saying, you know, if you're using it, let us know what you're doing. So I tweeted them a copy of what I'd done. They retweeted me and said it was fantastic. So I was rather happy with that. Awesome. In fact, by getting that out on the 30th of August, not the 31st, they beat me in December when I left it till half past three on the 31st to get something done. So, so yeah, they they beat me greatly by that, didn't they? They had a whole day in hand, unlike me. Oh, but where's the jeopardy if you don't challenge yourself a little bit? So on into September. September could have been better for Evernote. It was one of those we're doomed moments. The crowd was smelling blood. 
and it was because losing one executive might not be worthy of comment, but losing four in close succession certainly was. Add to that slashing the price of your premium product at the same time, and the internet went wild. Your demise is imminent. When you think about it, the company in question, Evernote, was once the golden child of online services. Who didn't have an Evernote account? Even though there were, if not 100% competing products, there were competing products, Evernote seemed to shine through. But as I was looking at this, um, even Evernote's own forums were rife with speculation and they didn't take these posts away. I'll put links to them. But just the titles, the future of Evernote, Evernote death spiral, is Evernote shutting down? I mean, I think the is Evernote shutting down. That's a bit strong, isn't it? Even if you have lost four executives and you're cutting prices, I wouldn't have thought they were anywhere near the point of closing down. It just shows you how these things just snowball. What I did notice was within days, there was a plethora of articles dedicated to educating users as to the alternatives to Evernote that were available right then. So we had stuff on OneNote, DevonThink, you name it. Bear was another one. I, I'm not seeing those as direct replacements myself. In fact, I, I would think I would struggle to find a direct replacement for Evernote. I think even Bear which is possibly the nearest because it uses tags to organise. It doesn't have notebooks. It doesn't have notebook stacks. It doesn't have a kind of um, the clipping ability. Uh, the clipper, the clipper, there is a clipper and it does work, but it's not quite Evernote. So I don't think there is a direct replacement and um, it's still going. So a few months on, it, it, Evernote is, is still going. I wouldn't say they're particularly thriving because people seem to want something different now rather than just a notebook. Is that what you think? I gave up on Evernote a long time ago. I've still got a bit of stuff in there, but I gave up on using it. I've got about 10,000 notes in there, which I wouldn't fancy taking somewhere else was my initial thought. But um, I was doing a bit of research and found that DevonThink can import from Evernote. And I thought, can you <laughs> have a look at these 10,000 notes, see what you make of them? And, you know, it did it. Now, it did take about 45 minutes, but it didn't sort of give me any huge problems. It did do the job. I was quite surprised. So I'm thinking, Devon think. I, I, the thing is with me, I'm strange. <laughs> I know this is going to come as no great surprise to Matt Biters. But I, I do still use Evernote and I've got stuff in OneNote and I've got stuff in, I did have stuff in Bear, but I, I'm trying to get it out of there. I use all these different things for what they are strongest at. And, and Evernote to me, it's the clipper. Having said that, if you can get the stuff into Evernote and then get it from Evernote into DevonThink, that might be viable for me. So as we've said, we've hinted at a couple of times, we did change virtually everything in terms of workflow last year, didn't we? We did. So I'm thinking potentially the next thing to look at is Evernote, but we will in a future show talk about all those changes, but they have actually been life-changing on the technology front as far as I'm concerned. I don't feel you're quite as giddy about them as I am, but workflow-wise, work is much smoother and things are actually happening rather than, than being bottlenecks I'm aware of that I know would take 
a ton of time to fix, so I don't bother. I work around them and they've kind of melted away. And it's it's nice. It's calm, isn't it? When I'm not ranting over Apple and their eco status, I'm calm. You are, yes. Having said that, on the 5th of September, Google Chrome was redesigned and that didn't end well for me, did it? Not for you. No. It's the world's most popular browser and it got a complete redesign. Now, a certain member of the crew that was me went absolutely ape with it. I, I, I don't like change for change's sake and I don't like change that makes the, the thing worse. And I felt with Chrome, the rounded boxy business suits mobile more than it suits a desktop. And the buttons got bigger and, and the space at the top of the screen used up was bigger. And one of these changes that I made last year I changed my default browser to Firefox for the first time ever. Now, that is some serious dislike right there. That one of my main concerns was trying to move a window that, you know, the rounded things on the tabs that you said you found OK. Yeah. As I'm trying to move the window across my three screens, I just kept pulling out tabs. So that was my main thing. But the other thing was just the depth of it. Obviously, trying to move from Chrome, which is the world's number one browser and has the support for the most plugins, extensions, etc., can be tricky and challenging if you're moving to a browser that doesn't necessarily support all the same ones. But not only have I managed to do it, I think I've got a better workflow and a better system going on in Firefox. So we'll talk about that in a future show as well, because I know I've already mentioned that in an after hours and it was, oh, tell, tell us what you do. So I will. I will share everything. But I, I would say I've got a better workflow than I had before. So it wasn't all bad in the end, but I don't like the pain of change. And Google should have checked with me first. Now, I did also think same day this, this was the fifth, did also think there was um, a rather unkind <laughs> profile of Eddie Q in The Information, which is a magazine, which revealed his tendency to wait for it, drop off in meetings. You know who I'm thinking of, don't you? No. Do you remember in a show that we titled Naughty Narcolepsy? Oh, yeah. Jane drifting off to Macbites. Oh, yes. Mm. We gave her a free pass when she said she was going to listen to the entire show again the second day. So that was fine. But yes, he has a tendency to drop off. Um, and he leaves no room for lack of certainty that he is actually asleep because he's known to snore his way through meetings. Can you imagine doing that at work? Mm, not really, no. No, me neither. But this um, article came to the conclusion, and I quote, despite this, he's generally viewed as a respected leader. <laughs> Some people can just get away with anything, can't they? Mm. But we let him off with that as well, because that was announced the day of the September Apple event, which was called Gather Round. And it was going to be the biggest event of the year. They announced, and, and I, I don't like these names, the iPhone, is it 10s or XS, XS Max, 10, oh, whatever. They announced all these phones with stupid names. XS, as in, as in in excess. I think it's 10s, the 10s Max and the 10R. What the heck was the 10R? Mm. You see, problems. If you just call it iPhone and there's one of them, I'll buy it. But if you confuse me like this, I would probably have gone for the 10S Max if I'd have gone for any at all, which I didn't. I know you're shocked. So was I. But I did go for the Apple Watch Series 4 
It was my third Apple Watch. In as many years, I might add. <laughs> but in my defence, it's my buddy. It's my biking buddy and it's my fitness buddy. And it's worked rather well for me. So um, when they announced the new one, I, size wise, I wasn't really concerned. It's mainly the speed of the thing, because the first one, which was a series two for me, I always felt it was a little on the sluggish side. So I had no problems upgrading to the three, plus the fact by then Mike was tempted with it uh, and he got my two. So I figured, given that my, the Apple Care was up on my first one, that I might as well get the fourth and then pass the third on to Mike and then we would have a backup sat on the shelf that's not in Apple Care, and that's what we did. So it was all logical. The one thing that I did think might be released wasn't released, which was the Apple Wireless Charging Pad. Here too known as the lesser spotted Apple Wireless Charging Pad, still no sight of it. But they did also launch within days of the event, iOS 12. Did you do that straight away? I think I did. I think I did it probably before I intended to. You know, you know, it's right, quite insistent now, isn't it? They do tend to be rather insistent that, that they update you. You I just think don't they... like seeing that number one badge on no, your I settings. No, I know. They get me every time with that. Oh, what can I say? You stick a red badge on it and that's it. I've got to do it. It's like a moth to a flame. Mm. Well, I did it faster than I thought I would, but I did restrain myself a few days later when Mojave arrived didn't do the Mojave thing at all. Wasn't going to risk it. But what I did do was download it and, and fiddle around and I made a boot disk. So I've, I've got um, a link to that up there. That has since become a nightmare, but I'm going to talk about that in the next show. So watch this space. Now, the next story. I, I did not see this in September. All of those others I was aware of. How I missed this story, I do not know. If you have missed this story, settle in. Um, it was posted under the title of Designed on an iPad, which sounds like a, a grand idea. David Hockney announced his latest work was created entirely on an iPad. Now, I've put a link in the show notes, but before you check it out, be warned. It's a stained glass window in a church. Now, is it a church or is it Westminster Abbey? It's a big church. Was it Westminster Abbey? St Paul's? It was one of the big ones. Let's have a look. Let's have I'll a click look. the link. Uh, Westminster Abbey. Right. So, uh, it's at Westminster Abbey. Now, it's a stained glass window, but it is not exactly reminiscent of what comes to mind when you think of a stained glass window. So, I sat down and I looked at it and I thought, well, you know, maybe it's not to your taste, but maybe, maybe it's to somebody else's taste, etc., etc. Our considered opinion, after looking at it for quite some time. It's absolutely hideous. What was he thinking? And you know, when you look at something, you think, is it just me that I like the Empress suit of clothes? Well, we're not alone because I then read down into the comment section on the coverage in Cult of Mac and it just had me in stitches. It's a case of just because you can doesn't mean you should. And wherever it was designed, it wouldn't be our idea of art. Now, I'm looking at it now and I'm trying to explain it. Mm. It's a stained glass window. Let's go that far. And it's next to a very nice stained glass window. But it looks like a child of three's done it with some poster paints. 
The sky is sort of, well, I presume it's the sky. There's a tree near it, so I presume, well, I'm assuming it's a tree. It's that bad. The sky is sort of a solid blue, so it's got no gradient on it or anything. And there is what looks like a tree. Beyond that, you've got me beat. I've no idea what the rest of it is. There's, there's two spotted things, yellow and red and orange and white. There's a big red splodge that looks like um, Little Red Riding Hood. And there's something on the left-hand side that's sort of black. Now, if you only check out one link on the show notes, this is the one. Do not miss this thing. It is hideous. In fact, tell us what you think about it. Maybe you missed it as well. I don't know how I missed that one. But it's like one of these um, iOS-only fundamentalists, isn't it? It was designed on an iPad and only on an iPad. I don't care what it was designed on. It's hideous. And I don't think it would do an iOS-only fundamentalist any favours to say this was designed on an iPad because it doesn't need any designing at all. It is absolutely hideous. And if anyone can tell me what, what the component parts of it is, do write and let me know because I'm fascinated. Absolutely fascinated. But before I carry on ranting about that, you head off into October, Mike. October. October was silly season stories occupying the Apple headlines rather than silly story, silly season stories about um, iPads and, and, and artwork. Um, after introducing a new bagel emoji in early betas of iOS 1. iOS 1? 12.1. 12.1. Mm. Um, Apple faced criticism of how unappealing it looked bereft of content. And in iOS 12.1 beta 4, they added a more appetizing rendition of a bagel replete with cream cheese. Now, my opinion on this is obviously Johnny didn't design that emoji because the attention to detail was missing. Do you know, my head is in my hands and I am thinking it's so good to see Apple addressing the most pressing issues in our tech world. Not. It is. It is. Emojis. Cable length, battery gate, you know, real stuff. I work. If you've got time to piddle around, I work. I'm going to let you get on. I mustn't rant. This is doing my blood pressure no good, you know. Does, does the Apple Watch measure blood pressure yet? I'd like to know what improvements they're planning for the steaming pile of poo icon. <laughs> <laughs> More realistic. <laughs> uh. We move on with that, please. <laughs> yes, because it's exciting. There was another event. There was event. another event. I was just going to say that. There's an, another event. And uh, this one, Apple announced two new iPad Pros without a head jack, phone jack or a home button. I hope they slashed the price for taking those things away. Um, <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. They yeah, went up. Yeah, we're going to take things away, put the price up. Um, Apple Pencil 2. They announced uh, there was an upgrade for the Mac Mini and there was a Retina MacBook Air. Do you know, apart from the Mac Mini, where I managed to restrain myself, did I actually buy all the other you stuff? You did, I was going to say you bought. No, not quite a full house, but not far one off. Of each. But, but talking about buying, um, event day orders, it didn't go well here at MacBytes HQ. Do you want to? It didn't, did it? And it was it all was. your fault. Do you want to talk about it? Because I don't. Well, it was in a show not long ago, but um, basically while adding an iPad Pro 11 inch and an Apple Pencil 2 to the basket, the Pencil 2, between me clicking buy it and, and getting to the basket, it went on to two-week back order. Now, two weeks, it's a lifetime while waiting for your new Apple kit. 
So at this stage, it looked like a walk-in on launch day was the only option. Based on what happened last time, which I'm assuming you've forgotten. Yeah. I wanted the Apple Pencil on the same bill as the iPad, because if I do, it's covered by the Apple Care, And if I don't, it's not. So I couldn't pre-order the iPad and then do a walk-in for the pencil because they wouldn't be on the same bill. And I wasn't about to get embroiled with Apple Care over arguing for it. So they were either bought together or they weren't bought at all. And I wasn't prepared to wait two weeks. So that was that was why. But luckily, since the whole thing was your fault, you saved the day the next day. It was a little bit early in the morning. But you wandered in and said you had found an iPad Pro 11-inch, one that I wanted, and a pencil for launch day release. So, that meant a trip here by Damien, the lovely Damien from DPD. And you live to fight another day, which you wouldn't have done. So, for the full story, check out Matt Bites 114. It was alarming, but it was all all right in the end. Now, by November, I was still spending money and Apple was still earning money. On the 1st of November, which, if you're following along with this, was only 24 hours after I'd ordered the iPad Pro and the Apple Pencil, it was all so much fun, I did it again with a 13-inch Retina MacBook Air. So at this point, I had lots of tech on the way, but it wasn't actually here at that stage. But guess what? Another record-breaking quarter for Apple in the earnings call. It's a bit samey, this, isn't it? Very. Do you reckon 2019 will be the same? Mm, no doubt. Hmm. Um, now, they th- at this point, it was all good news. And then they changed the rules. Apple didn't want to play ball anymore. Now, they were never a company to worry about Wall Street anyway, but they rattled the money men by announcing they will no longer share information regarding unit sales of iPhones in the quarterly earnings call. Now, come on, Apple. That's half of the fun. It looks like when the figures are on the rise, Apple didn't mind sharing. But the increasing prices and maturity of the market meant They're preparing for the day when the numbers might just decline. So now they've decided they're not sharing them with us. Which could well happen, because Mike went over to the dark side a couple of days later. A surface appeared at MacBytes headquarters. No, for real, it really, really did. Um, And it got here three days before my iPad. Luckily, I wasn't jealous much, although I did quite fancy that that desktop one. Mm, But I digress. Yes, the new iPad Pro arrived, the new pencil arrived. That was the seventh. So I just about had that set up when five days later, the MacBook Air 13 inch arrived. A couple of days after that, luckily I wasn't really interested, but the MacBook Pro got a performance boosting update uh, to add Radium Pro Vega chips. Not without a cost, though. Anywhere between $250 and $350. I decided I wasn't in the market for a MacBook Pro, you know, at all. I certainly wasn't. Well, I would have wanted one at the high end because I, I, I believe you might as well buy at the high end at the point of purchase on the basis it should last you longer. And obviously you've got your Apple Care for three years and you can always rely on the legal protection in the country after that if you really you've got nothing else to do but argue with Apple. But that's always been the way I've approached it. But the MacBook Pro, to get the high end one, you get the touch bar. Could not be less interested in the touch bar. Waste of time and space. So I decided not to, and that's how come I ended up with another Air. So I've only ever had one MacBook Pro, and it lasted about seven years. Um, In fact, it sort of, I gave up it rather than it giving up me. I think it was stuck on Mountain Lion, which never did anybody any good because Lion was, 
it, it ran better on Lion. But that was a while ago. So I'm not, in, not interested in that, not concerned about it. But I think the most important thing in November was the beginning of something new. MacBytes After Hours was born. Now, what is MacBytes After Hours? Simple. It's an even more irreverent show than MacBytes, and it's live, and you don't want to miss it. Usually on a Friday night, occasionally on a Saturday night. So, link in the show notes. The same day, Does It Bend arrived. Now, not what you're thinking, not Bendgate, no. As ever, when new kits release, there's always someone willing to destroy it in the name of YouTube views. And this time it was an 11 inch iPad Pro and a new Apple Pencil that were completely destroyed in the name of durability testing. It was completely eye watering. Check it out on YouTube. I'll put the link in the show notes. Now, hot on the heels of this video came alarming news that folks who weren't stupid enough to try this at home still had bent iPads. This would become known as Bendgate and rumble on into 2019. A couple of days after that, while others were welcoming Apple's edition of the USB-C connector on their Apple tech, Brian May, guitarist from Queen, wasn't one of them. Vented his spleen on Instagram regarding his hatred of the USB-C only Apple equipment. We find we can't disagree with his statement. Um, his not only can, I think it was less the fact it was USB-C and more the fact that you now need to carry a truck full of adapters to make your Apple kit work. Do you remember when we got the Windows machines that we've got? They had everything on them. And I said to you, this is amazing. I mean, it's not the most portable of machines and it's not the prettiest of machines. But the fact that it is completely self-contained with anything you might ever need. I mean, you literally wouldn't need a dongle with that machine at all, would you? Not at all, no. It's got um, VGA output. It's got HDMI output. It's got your audio stuff. It's got a card reader. It's got a CD, DVD in it. It's amazing. And I can see that at a pro level, if Apple made a machine like that, even if it was a bit heavier, I might go for that because it would be a portable powerhouse, not an iPad with a truck full of stuff with it to make it work. So at least I'm not alone on that one. Now, the next story was, does Apple's pricing need defending? Whether it does or not, Apple were in court in November under subpoena doing just that. The case involved whether customers buy apps directly from Apple or whether Apple is acting as a middleman connecting the app developer with users. Apple prefer the middleman approach, but we're still waiting to see whether the court agrees with Apple or not. And that's potentially a big story. Um, I'm presuming there'll be a lot of ramifications if it goes against them. And I can see why they prefer the middleman approach. Less, less grief for them, I think, is uh, what I would say. They're acting like there's a word, you know, and I'm not at all sure I can use it. <clears throat> But I'll leave it alone and leave it to your imagination as to how they're acting. But I'm thinking of another situation where there is a middleman involved, not actually involved in providing the services, if you're with me. So I'll leave that alone then, because then towards the end of November. Shock, horror. Apple stock price tumbles uh, in six weeks to the end of November. Uh, basically fell like a stone. 
Tech stocks in general were in freefall, with Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google and Apple losing a trillion dollars between October and November 2018. That'll have have Timmy crying into his cornflakes, won't it? Well, it might, but then he did have his 58 million. You know, he sold out first. True. Just point that out there. Hmm. Maybe that had an impact on... I don't know how these things work, but it doesn't look good, does it, when you're selling shares? But never mind. And while the iPhone XR was um, criticised, again, by these critics, became the best-selling iPhone model. Again, why have they still got a job? I'm flummoxed. But you know what we actually managed in November? What did we manage? We managed a show! In fact, brace yourself, you might need to sit down here. We managed two in one day. I think that's a record, isn't it? I think it is. Two in a day, yes. It was Yosemite Sam and the Magically Multiplying Show Notes. But we also did an After Hours. And the After Hours was fabulous. Um, We exposed the contents of my Apple Pencil case. And believe you me, there was a lot in there. We also did a demo of Loopback, which had literally just been released, the new version. There was a whole range of new kit because obviously all the new kit had arrived. And um, we covered Donald Trump toilet brushes. Hey, it's tech. It's tech after a fashion. Can't remember why we were talking about that in the first show, but it, it, it had a starring role in the second show. So when um, we finished November on a high and went into December. Don't Apple sleep through December. Or maybe they spend the time counting the money. Anyway. That, that money counting presupposes there's actually any money left to count, given the state of the shares of the tech market. That's true. Yeah. The flamboyantly named Erwin Ramborg of HSBC claims that Apple's halcyon days of ever-increasing iPhone sales are over. However, before panic sets in, do check out the Apple death knell counter and consider that they may not be doomed after all. That was fantastic. Have you seen it? Yeah. It's um, it's on Mac Observer, and um, basically they include stories where the, the upshot of each story is Apple are doomed, <laughs> and there's pages and pages and pages of them. So do check that out. I found that absolutely brilliant. I'd never seen that before either. No, I I've haven't. Been living in a bubble. Mm, definitely. Never mind. Timmy was in the news again. I uh, did an interview with Time magazine and he said that Apple's largest contribution to mankind will be in improving people's health and well-being. <clears throat> Shall I wind myself up for another go here? Go on. <laughs> Maybe, but it's uh, just not the health and well-being of our bank accounts, I don't find. Say it as it is, Timmy. You're making money. Yes, that's what he's all about. And before the crew knew it, it was time for the third MacBytes After Hours show. And we started with a demonstration of the power of Cloud Mounter. And then it was on to a sneak peek at the stunning feature due to arrive in PowerPoint in January 2019. Live presentation translation. That was fabulous. That, that was, was fabulous. the best demonstration. You did that one, didn't you? It was the best demonstration I think I've ever seen. Uh, there's a feature that demos well. And it's not useless. No, I was going to say it's it's very useful. Whoa, that ticks all the boxes. We'll have to do another demo of that. Yep. And it wouldn't be a MacBytes after hours without a dip into Affinity Designer, would it now? And here you talked about features new in the 1.7 beta version. True, but I fear that you um 
outshone me that night because the live presentation translations just got to be seen to be believed. It was fabulous. We should have left it running for the rest of the show. Mm, that would have been a good idea. And Timmy was in the news again. He's had a good year, actually, hasn't he, for exposure, as it were? <laughs> well, I don't know if it's a good year or not. <laughs> but he's been in the news a lot. He has. Australia passed a law that will impact several big tech companies, and the law means that law enforcement officials are allowed to access encrypted messages when required. The reason given was national security, but that's unlikely to move our Timmy boy. So it's a case of watch this space during 2019 and beyond. Scary beans, that one, actually, isn't it? Having said that, if they want to wade through pages of I'm at work and can you buy me some carrot messages, good luck to them, because that's pretty much the extent of my text messages. Yes. Are you any worse on WhatsApp? No, I'm the same on WhatsApp. Yeah, it's pretty much like, can I call you? Yeah, sure. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. Mm. We're not very interesting, I don't think. No, no. Don't mm. bother hacking us because we've got nothing to say. Yeah, nothing to say. Move along. So, on to the, the middle of December. The 14th, MacBytes After Hours 4. The 4th, MacBytes After Hours had everything. Running Windows on a Mac. MacBytes Headquarters new projector. The crew took their lives and the MacBytes website in their hands as they risked doing the WordPress Gutenberg move live. And you demonstrated the awesome power of the Affinity Designer Export Persona. Ooh, I did. That's my favourite, favourite feature. It really is. And then we started. Do we start winding down for Christmas? It got to the 21st. Oh, we've wound down by then. You finished on the 8th. Mm, we had. We uh, do have a long Christmas hiatus at Mike Bites headquarters. And this, this year, 2018-19, it was a month. It was. Four weeks. Oh, it was fabulous. Yeah. Another week of Matt Bites After Hours. The first 20 minutes of the show was spent enjoying the crew's visit to Dun & Massey for their Christmas trail. Uh, we also shared the Christmas tree, or pictures of the Christmas tree, and video of the Christmas tree here at Matt Bites headquarters. You demonstrated making a calendar in Affinity Designer, and you showed the amazing power of the export persona in Affinity Designer for iPad. Well, as I said about Affinity Designer for the desktop, the export persona is fantastic. It's definitely my favourite feature of all time in the app. Uh, and I got questions about how it worked on the iPad. So having done it on the desktop, we took the same file and attempted to replicate the functionality on the iPad. To be honest, demo was even better, wasn't it? Definitely. Because you could float over the files up and you could actually see it populating as it went. It was fantastic. We do have fun on these after hours. If you've never been, you need to come to one. You definitely do. Definitely do. And we even did one on Christmas Eve. We called it Twas the Night Before Christmas. And it was. Unsurprisingly. Yes, it was. It was a special episode of After Hours, which we did for Christmas Eve, and it was chock full of delight for the festive season. You demonstrated a new app that makes zipping and unzipping files on iOS a complete breeze, which is called Zipped for iOS. That was the one I talked about on the last show. It was. I delivered a hands-on demonstration of how I implemented CarPlay on a budget. A very and, tight budget. <laughs> yes, a very tight budget. And then it was time for calendars in Excel. And then, by popular request, you demonstrated batch processing options in Affinity Photo. I did, and I used the beta version as well. Mm, take your life in your hands with that. I did. The last MacBytes after hours of 2018 was a riot of fun and learning. You showed how to extend Alfred's already awesome power 
to include the ability to find stock images straight from your desktop. I had fun showing the MacBiters how I can sign contracts using PDF Expert on the iPad. And then we had a demonstration of a powerful way to rename files. An Affinity Adventure of the Week, as it's become called, was an edited session in Affinity Photo dedicated to enhancing concert photos. Those were the concert photos we took when we went to see the ABBA tribute. It was fantastic. What a night. You know what we haven't mentioned about After Hours? What? What do we always do? Oh, yes, at the end. Yeah. We always compare with Graham and then go and have something to eat. No, before that. Oh, no, before that. What do we do before that? Unboxing of the week. Oh, we do. We always have an unboxing. It's costing us a fortune. Um, yes, before before we go and have something to eat. Um, that started, what was the first thing I unboxed? Can't remember. There's that much stuff arrived at MacBytes headquarters, but I did have some stuff arrive on, on the day of the show. And I thought, oh, I'll just unbox this live. And it's sort of grown since then. The last one that I did, which was last Friday, I'd ordered a case for a hard drive, a 2.5 inch case to, to pop an SSD in. So I unboxed that and then decided that wasn't exactly very exciting on its own. So I unboxed the SSD and I installed and configured the whole shebang live on the show. It's sort of, it, it's, it's Magbytes that worries the insurance company, I would say, wouldn't you? Definitely. The stuff we do, like when we did the um, Gutenberg update live, that could have, that was hairy scary. Uh, the Gutenberg thing, if, if you're completely unaware, is a, a totally different editing interface in the back end of WordPress. Um, and it has been known to break virtually everything. Our hosting company had said, oh, we're not going to update you. So you don't need to worry about it. And in fact, it was worse than that, wasn't it? What happened was it was due out on a certain day and it didn't ship. So they pulled it back. So we said, oh, that's all right. We're heading into Christmas. We'll worry about it then. And on the 6th of December, we went out to a Christmas party and I've got my phone in my hand. And that was the day, wasn't it, that there was no data. O2 went down. That's right. So I get to the hotel. You go in first to, to, to the drinky bit and I'm outside and um, I'm trying frantically to get on the hotel Wi-Fi. I don't have any connection at all. And that would never do. <laughs> That'd be like moving back to 1980. So. I got onto the hotel Wi-Fi and thought, right, I'm on. And I clicked my mail and it said, um, WordPress has been updated. And I thought, you've got to be kidding me. So Gutenberg was released that night. So I thought, well, we're all right, because the next mail that came in said that they, they weren't updating us. So I thought, fine, we can do this in an orderly manner as we head up to Christmas. And about three days later, I got a mail that said, we've been, you've been updated. Like, what? What? I hadn't even checked these sites, so that shouldn't have happened. But luckily, the MacBytes one hadn't been updated. So we did a little bit of testing and backing up and stuff, and then we did we did the deed live. So we could well have ended that show with uh, no website at all. We could well have done. Yeah, but we didn't. It was all fine. Now, didn't I say I had a good unboxing for the next one, something else I was going to assemble live? I can't remember. I'm, I, I've got it on my desk. Oh, headphones. Headphones oh, was right. what it was, but that's not what the unboxing is. That's only part of it. So you don't want to miss it live. You really don't want to miss it live. Talking of which, the next Backbytes After Hours. Now, if it has all gone according to plan, this show was published during Backbytes After Hours 11. It's all very meta, but hey, it was fun. So uh, we will have done a MacBytes After Hours showing you behind the scenes from soup to nuts of 
recording, editing and publishing the show. And it was this show that we did it with. Of course, it could all have gone wrong, but we're not going to worry about that. It was this show and it all will have gone fine. So the next MacBytes After Hours is episode 12. It's going to be on Friday, the 1st of February at 9pm GMT, which is 1pm PT and 3pm Eastern. Mike's going to be showing us how he uses Excel to automate a whole social media campaign. I'll be showing mail management and then there's going to be a rather snazzy demo of working cross-application with Affinity Designer and Affinity Publisher. Not cross-platform, although you could if you wanted, you had a death wish. Cross-application, so between Affinity Designer and Affinity Publisher. Now, the demo is based on a project I needed to work on urgently. And I'll admit, I was pleasantly surprised at the options that were available. Managed to save the day with that one. So don't miss it. 1st of February, 9pm. Be there. But that's it for this special year in review episode of MacBytes. As always, we would love to hear from you. So send your questions, comments and queries by email to macbytesuk at gmail.com. Or you could always make our day. Leave a review on iTunes. You can also sign up for the newsletter at macbytes.co.uk. You can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash macbytes. You can follow me personally on Twitter, twitter.com slash Elaine Giles. You can follow me at twitter.com slash Thomas Mike. And you can follow me at twitter.com slash macbytesiri. So until next time, this has been Elaine and Mike bringing you MacBytes. Goodbye. Goodbye and see you next time. Siri, Siri, wake up man, quick. Pipe down woman, what's the panic? It's the crew, they're in the studio. They can't be, they've already done a show this week. It'll be months before I manage to trick them in there again. I'm telling you, they are in there right now, and what's more, they are recording a show. What? How? Why? Has no one told them I'm in charge around here? It's a long one too. They've covered the entire year in Apple. Without us? Well, obviously, since you were asleep. I'll get in there right now. We'll steal the show at the end. You might want to get dressed first. We haven't got time for niceties, woman. You don't want to scare the natives with a view of your illuminated backside, do you? Alright, alright. Hand me my case. I'll do more than scare the crew when I get in there. They want shooting those too. They really do. I wouldn't mention shooting if I were you.